workers that's ever walked this earth in my eyes. But my daddy kept a back seat of apples, oranges, water, gloves, and if he was at a gas station or if he stopped somewhere, he was going to look at that person and give him something. He was going to give him something. The day he died at Ham's, that phone rang that night. Three people told me that he gave them something before he died. And why? Because he was wanting a coming ground, and I guarantee you when he handed them an apple or handed them a bottle of water, he told them about Jesus or invited them to church or invited them on the Bible study. Coming ground. I went to see a guy Monday. I talked to him 30 minutes about his garden before we talked about Jesus. You know, we have coming ground. Me and you have coming ground. We're both wearing shoes. There's some kind of coming ground that you can follow. Me and Aaron, we got glasses. How long have you been wearing glasses? Try to befriend. Even if it's someone... I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. I rode with a guy for 30 minutes the other day talking about different things. And then I studied with him two hours in my Tundra truck. Get the coming ground. Get a coming ground. Befriend them. Number four, and I hope I can put this in in 20 minutes. I'm going to move fast. Then we need a technique. We need to get a technique and you're saying, that kind of looks silly. A technique, what's this about? You need to have a plan, and you need to study and have a plan. How am I going to teach them about Jesus? I've got the desire. They see that desire in me. They see that I'm committed. We're coming ground. A buddy of mine, we've talked probably the last 21 days about horses. And I hope I baptize him before the end of the week that coming ground, and now we got to have a technique. All right, so in technique number A, before any Bible study, while I was riding down the road with Andy the other day before we studied for two and a half hours in my truck, I'm going to pray. Lord, give me wisdom on what to tell this guy. Give me wisdom on the right questions to ask to give the right answers to him. Pray. If you pull up, just doing a regular visit like I did Monday, did not know we were going to talk about Jesus, I prayed. God has to be involved in everything we do. Everything. If we go buy a gun, pray about it. If we're going to go watch the kids play ball, pray about it. If we go to a Bible study, pray about it. B, Make sure that you back up every answer you give with a scripture. Absolutely make sure that you back up every scripture, every answer with a scripture. All right, so then you say, I'm not comfortable studying because I'm afraid I'll tell them the wrong thing. I've given you one of these. 
I've, I've done this for probably the last six or seven years with the youth. I pass these out two or three times a year. Some of them's got them taped in their, their Bible like this on one side, this on the other. And if you want some of them, I went to Mars Hill and bought 175 today for 20 cents a piece. They're good to give to people. But also, if you're studying, you can use all of this to help you in your studying. Here's baptism, and there's probably 20-something verses there. Being saved, there's probably 20-something verses. About the church, 20 or 30 verses. Conversions, it's handy. It's okay if they ask you a question to look. It's okay to take somebody with you. You see, we all have a mission, Phil. We all have a mission, Phil. And if Paul may can open the door and ask Aaron to go with him, you can ask your ministers, you can ask your elders, and by doing that, you can see their technique and learn. You know, I got to, to be in Bible studies with Marlon Rutherford's and Chris Miller's and James Phillips's and David Barker's and Ricky Glasses and go on and on and on to get that confidence because it can be overwhelming at times. It can be overwhelming. Have somebody that's there prodding you a little and helping each other. And Tiffany and I, have uh, we studied with one of her nephews and niece-in-laws about seven or eight years ago, nine years ago now, I guess. We studied for like four hours. And we studied as a, a husband and wife with a husband and wife. The first time they'd ever heard the gospel, the first time they'd ever went to the Church of Christ that Sunday morning, they came back Sunday night and they were baptized after midnight. And it, we did it as a team. And we were there for each other. All right? So don't, don't be afraid. You're not going to mess up. You've prayed to God. Give me wisdom. You got that sheet. If they ask you a question and you don't know it, say, almost, let me do a little study and I'll come back to that. Get you a notebook and write down those questions. Next, if you're a guy and a lady asks you to study, I was at my mother-in-law's on a Tuesday night about six years ago. A little girl named Morgan called and said, I want to study, but I want just me and you. I said, do you want your boyfriend there? No. I said, well, I'm going to bring either Tiffany or Hallie Grace. Now, I just, if I'm studying with a lady at church, I leave my door open. If it's just me. That's just wise, I think. And it may be silly that I put this. Because we're not just going to teach men. We're going to teach men and women. And we want them to know that we're there for the right reasons. And everybody out in the world knows we're there for the right reasons. I studied with a lady in the parking lot at Hatton Church of Christ one night. It was a Tuesday night, and I was headed to my mother-in-law's, and I sat there out where everybody knew that I was in that car, and she's in that car, and we're studying if they came by. Then I texted my wife and said, she's almost ready, and that woman texted me back and said, almost ready for what? <laughs> Text the wrong person. She's, I felt like she was ready to be baptized, and I texted the wrong person. All right. Then I start a Bible study. 
You may be studying with somebody that has been taught for years and years and years. But you may be teaching somebody that has never heard the gospel the first time ever to hear it. And I just break it down. 66 books, 39 and old, 27 and new. And I start in Genesis. And I show them, and I'm just, I'd like to hear your techniques. I'm not bragging. Like I said, I've never told anybody my techniques, but I'm just trying to get you to think out of the box, get your technique on how to get out there, be excited to tell people about Jesus. Show them Genesis. Show them Adam and Eve. And then sin happens, just like that. And then the Bible says that you will surely die. So that was the start of eventually, after death, then what? And then I start showing them specifics. Now to me, and you may look at this different, in your Bible studies you may look at this different, but Noah is very important. I take them to Noah, and I show them about Noah preaching for 120 some odd years. And only him and seven others get on the boat. So just because that you have the desire, the commitment, the common ground, and have a technique does not mean they're going to get on the boat. But it didn't stop him from preaching. And then I start showing specifics. God had him to build it a certain length. I showed the specifics of it had to be made out of gopher wood. See, the world as a whole says you can do whatever you want to do. You can build the boat any way you want to build it. We're all going to stay afloat. No, God said build it out of gopher wood, and He meant it. He meant it to be built a certain size. The specifics. I've got 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to hustle. I look at the specifics in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. Naaman was commanded to be dipped how many times? Seven. Seven times. And then he came out white as snow. What if he had dipped five times? It would not have worked. He said seven. Specifics. All the way through the Bible. John 9, 1 through 12. Jesus spit on clay, made spittle, made an anointment, anointed his eyes, and then told him to go dip in the pool of Siloam. What if it went to the Tennessee River? It would not have worked. Specifics all the way through Bible. When people say it does not matter what you do, you've got to show these people that you're teaching them in love, teaching them what you believe and why you won't believe it, teaching them that you want to go to heaven and you want to take them with them. The specifics to me is very important. So, I continue through the Bible. Nine minutes, I'm going to hustle. Continue through the Bible, and then I take them in 
to Matthew. Matthew 1, the genealogy. Matthew 2, the birth of Jesus. Matthew 3, he is baptized. And I really hit that he is baptized the baptism of who? John. The baptism of repentance. And then I show him as soon as he was baptized, he was tempted. And after you're baptized tonight at midnight or whatever time, temptation is going to start. And then you can pray to God through, for, through Jesus for forgiveness of sins, 1 John 1, the perpetuation of our sins, that your sins will keep being forgiven. All right. Then I show them in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the great Sermon on the Mount, those verses that we follow every day of turning our cheek and, and won't to obey God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and show them those things. I think one of the most important things to show someone when you're teaching them is most people want to do what Jesus wants them to do. I want to say that again. If you can show them that Jesus... I've had people say, I just want to do what Jesus wants me to do. I want to obey Jesus. Jesus said to believe, John 3, 16. So he said, if you believe, you're going to be saved. And by believing, you're going to follow all of his commandments. Jesus said to repent. You see, the world as a whole is going to say that you can believe, you can repent, and you can confess because Jesus said to do that, but you don't have to be baptized. So, I'll tell them exactly what Jesus said. To believe, John 3, 16 and Mark 16, 16. Repent, Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. Confess, Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And then be baptized, Mark 16, 15 and 16. Okay, now this, this little lesson that I do takes about two and a half hours. Then I pull back and I said, I want to show you something. And in Daniel, chapter 2, 36 through 44, is the prophecy of the kingdom. And the kingdom is the what? The church. And show them this. Y'all, about everybody I've ever studied with will say, I have never seen that. Especially if they were not raised in the church. Then I take them to Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus in His... Sermon on the Mount says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Show them the importance of the kingdom. Take them to Matthew chapter 16. If you're keeping notes, take them to Matthew 16, verses 17 through 18. Upon this rock I will build my church, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When he's talking to Peter. I'm going a little fast. But while he's talking to Peter and then he says I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Alright. Then I'm bad about picking up Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and holding it. And say, Acts follows. 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Matthew's account, Mark's account, Luke's account, and John's account of the life of Jesus, His birth, His life, His miracles, His parables, His dying on the cross for our sins, His death, His burial, and resurrection. And then at the end of both all four of those, we see that He's going up in heaven. Then enters Acts chapter 1 and show them where He's going up to heaven in Acts chapter 1 and says, Get after it. Go out there and tell them the gospel. And He wasn't just talking to His apostles. He was talking to David Barker. He's talking to the Pattersons. He's talking to the Phillipses. Go out there, get fired up, have that desire, and tell them about Jesus. Get you a technique and show them. Grab the Bible and teach them. Everything that you show them comes out of this, this Word. Okay. And then I show them in Acts chapter 2, verse 15, where Peter starts preaching. Y'all, that's the first gospel sermon ever preached because Jesus just died. And he's preaching. And he tells them in what? Uh, verse 22, call upon the Lord and you'll be saved. And then he's preaching, he's preaching. In Acts 2.37, they say, what do we do? And then he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, for the remission of sins and you should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Y'all, you show them that, show them verse 44 and 47, and said, Peter just showed them the keys of the kingdom. And at that time, all things were in common, that there was one church, and the Lord added to the church daily as they should be saved. Not you're saved and in a few weeks you're going to be baptized. And most people will say, I have never seen that. Got two minutes. David told me I had more than this before. And then I show him the actions of the apostles. That's Acts. Y'all, in every conversion... In the book of Acts, baptism happened right then. It was part of the plan. You can't be saved without it. You can't be saved without it. The conversion in Samaria, Acts 8, 4 through 13. The conversion of Paul, Acts 22, 16. Arise and be baptized. Have your sins washed away, calling on the Lord Jesus. Lydia in Acts 16. The jailer in Acts 16. Turn to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. And go to verse 26. When you're studying with someone... And they say, well, show me the plan of salvation. Here it is. Here it is. 
And the angel of the Lord, verse 26, spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in the chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Verse 29, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. Philip took the scriptures to him. I'm telling you, back everything you, up, you say up with the scriptures. Just like Philip did. Even though he was studying there in Isaiah, he used the scripture to tell him about Jesus. And this is what he did. In his humiliation, his judgment, 33, was taken away. And who shall declare this generation for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. That's what you're going to do when you're studying with your co-worker, your mom and daddy, your friends, your neighbors. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Has baptism been mentioned in that scripture before we got there? How did he know? And this is what I do at this part of the study. How did he know that he needed to be baptized? Because Philip preached unto him Jesus. The same way in that Bible study you will with your friend about why he died on the cross and how Peter preached that first great sermon. He knew he needed to be baptized just as we're studying tonight. And Philip said, here's the plan of salvation. He heard the gospel. He preached unto him Jesus. So he hear the word of God. He heard it. He said, if thou believest with all thine heart, Thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He believed, like Jesus said in John 3, 16, Matthew 16, 16. He repented. He was headed this way. He made a change, just like we studied that Jesus said. He made that confession. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went both down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. 
and he baptized him. The plan of salvation right there. Turn to 1 Peter 3.21. Specifics. The first part of this study we had with your friend, we talked about specifics and talked about why Noah did what he did because Jesus told, I mean, God told him to do that. First Peter 3 21. Let's start in. Uh, Let's start in 20. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a-preparing wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us not the putting away of the filth of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That pretty little blonde-haired woman, the first time she ever heard it, said, I see it. Y'all, people are not going to be able to see it unless you tell them. They maybe have been to church their whole life and had never been told exactly what to do. They may not have ever heard about how the kingdom is, heard how baptism fits. The keys of the kingdom is big in your study with people because they haven't heard it. And then the specifics, showing those specifics. Then you can show, let's turn to Romans 6 and then the lesson will be yours. I studied with Andy the other day, and he said, I've never seen this. He said, I've read it, but I just didn't understand it. In Romans 6, 1 through 6, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into His death, Jesus died and was buried. If David baptized someone tonight, at one point, their whole body is buried. Is that perpendicular? You're laying like that. If David held that person under and didn't come up, they would die. At one point, you're laying like that. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism in death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You come up a new creature. Every sin that you ever had has been washed away. This has been, I, I went through it fast, I know. But the reason I did this is I want to challenge you some of these lessons, this may be four or five studies that we did. There's some people you can move faster with. There's some people that you have to slow down. The main thing is teach. Find something that you're comfortable with. S schedule a Bible study this week and carry this fellow with you. Do it together. 
Thank you all. May God bless you.